qué pasó? Welcome everyone to Daily Seasoning Sazón del Día with your host Jared Lopez and Joshua Camacho. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We have some fun topics, some interesting topics today, uh, and we just want to get started right away, right? Right, Josh? We're excited yeah. to talk. Yeah, um, excited. Our first topic, we want to talk about, um, let you know, let's keep it rolling on the funny line, Josh. How about we do that? You know? Yeah. We've been, we've been, we had, we had a lot of fun last, last episode. Yeah, we did, for uh, sure. It was a fun topic speaking about uh, our, our parents, yeah, our moms, more exactly. specifically, and how they how they yep. clean yep. and how they're noisy and their music. This time, can you relate to me, Josh? When I tell you that my family is always late to everything, all the time, all the time, all the time. So, so you're you're on our way on your way to a family party, right? And your, your family's calling you and texting you. And then your mom goes, no, 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 don't answer it. Don't answer it because we're, we, we're not, we haven't even left the house yet. Yep. But then you answer the phone. It's like, hey, how's it going? Uh, bendición. Or how you doing, uh, aunt or uncle, uh, what, Tom or something? Mm -hmm. and, and they're like, oh, where are you guys at? Oh, we're like five minutes away, but we haven't even left the house yet. In reality, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, I remember... Um My parents had a, uh, a party to go to, and it was about an hour and a half away. And it was an important party. It was in New Jersey. Um, my parents were like, I need you to be ready by six. So I was ready by six. But my mom just hopped in the shower at six. <laughs> and we were supposed to be out the house by 6.30. Oh, so man. not only does it, you know, she took long in the shower, and she got to get her makeup done. Then I got it for my little sister, my little brother. And then the people called. They're like, hey, we wanted to make sure you guys are okay. And yeah, we're on our way. You know, we'll be there in like less than 30 minutes, which is a complete lie. Yeah, yeah. So there definitely is this idea of procrastinating um, punctuality. And what I understand sometimes is that, that I don't know, I don't know about you, but for me, There will be times when everyone's ready and we just haven't left yet. We're just like making coffee or eating chips or like doing just. I don't understand that. How are you about to go out to eat, but you go in the fridge anyway? <laughs> you go in the fridge anyway to get <laughs> something to eat. Like some snack. you're about to go get a good meal at another party, but you look in the fridge before you leave. I don't know if you've done that before. I, I but mean, I've even done that before. Like I'm guilty, I guess guilty, it's because guilty. you're tired of waiting for people and like you're waiting for your family members to get like to get ready. ready. Yeah. And then you're hungry. So you go in the fridge to eat something, like snack on before you could go because you're actually starving. Yeah, man. That's just it's annoying. It's definitely annoying. But that I think that's why that's why we're always late. The fact that one we are, we are stuck waiting for our family members. But then once we're waiting, we start making something in the kitchen. And then once we're done in the kitchen, our family members are done getting ready. Then they come like, oh, what are you cooking? Then they start making something in the kitchen, and everyone just ends up in the ki kitchen eating snacks. Exactly. Right before going yep. to a party, right before eating two tons of rice and two tons of uh, turkey or or you know beef. Or whatever it is. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and speaking of eating two tons of rice and a ton of turkey or I, beef. I had that for breakfast, lunch, and dinner all my life. Not really, but it was... What is the deal about going to grandma's house, 
and getting fed food that can feed a whole family. Let me tell you something. Grandma don't play no games. She's like, not playing no games. When you go to grandma's house, she's going to have that specific grandma apron that Oof. she's cooking with. Oof. With the marble buttons. Marble buttons, flower prints. The flower prints, all of that. The ruffles around the edges. And, and then and then she takes out the china plates, the special china plates that are always hidden in, you know, hidden in the whatever, the closet. And it only comes out during a special occasion. Special occasions only. But grandma throws down, bro. Grandma but, throws but you know what down. I realized, Josh? And that's the cool thing about cultures and the cool thing about this daily seasoning show, the fact that we can, I can honestly tell you that I have friends who are from different cultures, who their grandmas are just like that. Yeah, yep. And I, for a lot, for the longest time, honestly, I thought that, you know, um, only my grandma was like that. Here's something special about grandmas from multiple cultures, is that every grandma from different cultures know exactly how to meet the need of that family through their role as a mm, grandmother. Yes. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so what, the, what, I'm, what I mean is, you know, because we have different cultures and we have different ethnicities, there are situations that need to be met through that figure and specifically targeting those specific grandmothers. They know just the right solutions to meet the needs for those specific family members. Yeah. So we acknowledge all of you grandmothers who who take their jobs seriously. <laughs> Who know how to throw down in the kitchen, and not only that, but really feed us. You know, feed us and take you care just, of us. You take care of your kids, and you just you wash our clothes, and you have our you iron stuff for us, man. We love you. We honor you. We honor you so well, so much. But I'm gonna take a twist on this, Josh. I'm also mad at my grandma, low key, a little bit. You know, you know why? Because there is times when because of my grandma. Right? I'll be like, Mom, I don't want to go to the store. Or, Mom, I don't want to go to school. And what happens? She's like, you don't remember my time. My mom, she didn't let me do whatever I wanted. You think you could do whatever you want. My grandma never, my, my mother never let me do that. If I wanted to go to school, I had to go to school. Even if I didn't want to, I had to hike up a mountain. I had to cross the river. I had to, what what didn't she have to do to get to it's school? It's so funny. Uh, my mom, okay, growing up, I was a talk back. So I used to always oh. talk back to my mom. And if you're that child. I know you got smacked a lot. You get smacked. Like that's, I know you that got is your, That is your job description. Like that is what got. you're going to get is smacked. And that's exactly what I got. I got, not only get smacked, I got beat up. And my mom used to always tell me like, you know, if I, she's like, I would never talk to my mom like that. Oof. And if I did, she would break my face in front of anyone. She didn't care who it was. And she would always give me that spiel and that, that you know, she always give me that, that stuff. And I'm just like, all right, mom, all right, all right. I would always be the person to talk back to my mom, always. I never could, she could always, she could never have the last word with me. Man, I tried that a few times and it just not, it did not end. Whooping, bro. It did not end well for me. Yeah, man. I honestly remember one time in Walmart, I was in Walmart because, you know, if you're Hispanic, you go to Walmart a lot, right? Yes, sir. Walmart. Walmart. That's mm -hmm. what they call it. Walmart. Walmart. Not even Walmart. It's Walmart. But I was in Walmart with my family, and I was, for some reason, I was acting up. Um, and my mom said something to me, and I remember saying, I remember talking back. The whole store heard the slap that I got in the face. 
let me tell you that when a worker like peeped through the corner, she's like, is everything okay? And my mom with a smile, yeah, everything's fine. You know, because they be giving that, that smile like, yeah, nothing's wrong. And he's like, wait till you get home. I'm going to get you. My mom used to give me the fist, just the fist symbol. And the death from, stare. And, and my eyes were already bawling. <laughs> I, was already in, I was already in the car, like hiding. We haven't even left the, 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 the place yet to go home. And I'm already in the car crying my eyes out. Because I know the minute that I get home, my butt was bound to be beat up. Oof. Oof. I, let me tell you this one story. I, um, I came back from church one day. I was like... 12 or 13 years old and my mom was like i need a cup of water i'm thirsty it's like 11 o'clock at night 12 o'clock at night I'm, i was exhausted yeah so i go to my room my mom texts me mind you her room is right next to mine my parents room is right next yeah. to mine uh -huh. so they text me can i get a cup of water please i said oye me tu tienes pantalones and, and how does that, how would you translate it in English? It's like, like uh, oh, you got guts or something. Oh, you, like yeah, you got some guts to you ask got me some that. You guts to say that to me. Boy, I know your life was so over. Let after me that. tell you, the minute I text my mom that, all <laughs> hell broke loose in my house. As soon as I heard her yelling, bro, I locked my door. You know what she did? She broke she the door. She tackled down my door. <laughs> She tackled down. I was like, mommy, no. And she tackled down my door, bro. Then I hid in my closet. She broke my closet door, bro. Bro, the funny part my is. My mom played no games. The like, funny part is that, that she didn't get up to get the cup of water, but she got up to smack you in the face. And guess who still got her a cup of water? You did. Because you you never win. Yeah, my mom was There's not no playing. such thing as winning. Nope. There's no such thing as winning. She was not and, playing. And, no and, and now that you brought the topic of going to church, let me let me tell you. So most most Hispanics, um, most people go to church, you know, um, different denominations, different, you know. Um, but in church, I know you can relate to this, Josh. When you're in church and you bring a cart, a little car from your house, and you put it in your pop in your pocket without your mom knowing, or you're playing with a pen and, with a pen and paper in the pews, and your mom <laughs> finds out. She will take that thing as fast as she can from you. And when she looks at you, she say, wait till we get home. That was me with my Game Boy. Um, and <laughs> it was the Game Boy X. What was it? XP? XP. And dude, that was my favorite game. I used to play the um, car racing games on it. I forgot what they were called. I don't but, remember what they were called. But I used to get the chips and, you know, put it in the Game Boy and that's it. And you were having the ball. But, um. It wasn't even my mom, but it was the, the usher. And it wasn't even like a young, like young adult usher. It was like the older woman. The older usher. woman, yeah. And so she's in the back. Like I'm all the way in like the seventh row up front. But the usher's in the back just peeking. And I'm trying to hide and be discreet on my Game Boy as service is going on. And oh, she comes yeah. and she gives me the look. And she points at my Game Boy in front of the whole church. So, like, a few other people oh from other pews gosh. can notice the woman's calling my attention as I'm using the Game Boy. So, I'm looking at her like, what the heck do you want? And everyone else is looking at her like, what is this lady doing? And the lady's like, you are using your Game Boy. Like, you need to put that away. And I'm just like, no. What happens? My mom shows up. She comes back, whatever. She takes the Game Boy. And she bangs my head with it. <laughs> She bangs my head with the Game Boy. Like, that sounds about right. That that wasn't that not a 
Good feeling. Josh, careful. They might call your mom for uh, child abuse yeah, after bro. this episode. <laughs> I feel like that's every Hispanic mother out there. Honestly, though, let's be real. My Honestly, mom, I'm pretty sure I said that to my mom once. I'm gonna, I said, I'm going to call the cops and report you for child abuse because the amount of times that you get spanked as a Hispanic child, it's crazy. Okay, here's another one. You ever have your friends over your house? And get smacked in front of your friends? In front of your friends. That is I feel like your parents are so excited that to embarrass in you in front of your friends. In front of your friends. And I brought like a group of 10 of them. And these are like people I do, I do life with in church and whatnot. And I don't know what happened. We, my parents were like talking about something and I talked back to them. And my mom threw a vase. The thing is that when you talk back, you feel like you feel like yeah, yeah, I'm gonna talk back. She's not gonna do nothing. But she, <laughs> but she does, and she does even worse because your friends are there. She threw a vase with the scented rocks at oh me, bro. Oh my god. She not, bro. I'm like, yo. She just and my friends saw that and they were all quiet. Like they didn't know what to do. I'm like, dang. Like, I'm oh sorry, y'all, gosh. that you guys had to see this. And that's and then what? Like it's the face that you make after you get like after that situation. Like, like how are you supposed to? <laughs> <laughs> How are you supposed to look like after the whole fight with your mom or like after the whole incident of her beating you up? Like what face are you supposed to tell your friends or what like what are you supposed to show your friends? I know I, I probably would have been like, bro, that, that's not, that's, that wasn't even nothing. Like that wasn't even <laughs> I'd be like, that wasn't necessary. Like that, I don't know why she did that. Bro, let's she, watch this movie. <laughs> bro, she playing. She just she does that sometimes. She does it all the time. <laughs> yeah, she playing. <laughs> She, that's how she tells me. She, that's, that's her way of telling her she loves me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, Josh, this has, been, this has been a fun topic. We're going to take a quick break and we're going to come right back into it. So welcome back to Daily Seasoning with Josh and Jared. Welcome back. So uh, we want to go back into a topic that is uh, very important. Um, last week we spoke about people changing, um, making impact in the Hispanic culture, the Hispanic society. This week we have a little bit more of a serious topic. Um, as we said last week in our episode, we both attend the University of Valley Forge in Pennsylvania, um, and we just had spring break, um, and Josh had the great honor to during his spring break to visit the country of. Nicaragua for a mission trip. There was a group of about eight students who um, went to Nicaragua and they helped out. Um, so Josh is just going to tell us a little bit about his experience over there, and he's going to explain to us a little bit of what he did and the experience that he just had there. And he's just going to talk his heart out for a little bit. So just please, please listen. I mean, it was an honor to be honest to be able to go on a mission trip to the. I mean, it was an honor to be able to go on a mission trip to the country of Nicaragua. Um, it was a group of eight of us. Um, we were all, you know, diverse group. Um, we had Hispanics. We had, you know, we had Caucasian. We had, yeah, just Hispanics and Caucasian. But it was a great group, you know. And um, one of the really awesome experiences that I've had over there was that every person that we came in contact with at that country were just so open and welcoming and loving. And my definition of love coming from the U.S. is not the same definition of love stepping into the country of Nicaragua. Those people surpass the hospitality definition. And it's incredible because these are people who are literally in need. Like, they, they are in need. Like, they don't live the way we do. You know, 
Some of them don't have that much money. Some of them don't eat, you know, three meals a day. I've met children who only eat one meal a day, and it's nothing. Wow, that's crazy. And these kids have marked my lives. And the little that they had, they would bring you stuff. And like, here, I, I got this for you. Or here, could you have this? Or could you take this? And what do you say in those situations? Like, you can't tell them no because then you're going to offend them. So you took it. But, man, just the love that they showed you, the love that the people in the communities would show you, where it's just unexplainable. And, we, you know, we built wheelchairs. We prayed for people in clinics. We built a house for a woman named Martha who lost her husband three days ago, uh, three, three, not three days, three months ago. Wow. And she lived with her daughters in a roofless area. Um, and I remember some of her neighbors would try to house her, but they wouldn't always keep her and let her, you know, let her stay and whatnot. So eventually her and her daughter would just stay outside and land and sleep outside under like a tarp. And it was just heartbreaking. Um, we, and one of the greatest experiences is the wheelchair part, the wheelchair of being able to build them. And the people that we came in contact with, with to, to deliver them weren't, weren't Christians. These were people that reached out to the local clinics and the local clinics reached out to the organization that we partnered with called Metanoia Missions. And these are people that we had the distinct honor to not only make, give, you know, deliver wheelchairs to, but we also offered them the gift of salvation. And that was just impact, impacting in itself. To be able to make a wheelchair, take it to someone's home and tell them, hey, you're not only getting a wheelchair, but we're also bringing you the king of kings. And we're also giving you the peacemaker, the healer. And we want you to experience God's love in the midst of all of this. And, we, and then our prayers have always been, we pray that this wheelchair is only a chapter before you receive God's healing in your life. Wow. That's and amazing. to see people's, you know, people's eyes get watery and just the emotional connection that was built in that country has been very strong for me. Um, and I definitely plan to go back next year. But yeah, man, Nicaragua has definitely touched my heart. Thank you, Josh, for sharing your heart and your experiences that you had in Nicaragua. Thank you all for tuning in this week. Um, make sure you check out our next episode um, coming soon. And if you haven't yet, check out our last episode, episode one. It was pretty funny, I'd say. Right, Josh? Yeah, for sure. Um, make sure you share, 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 share with all your friends and your family. Thank you. And this has been your daily season. ¿Y qué pasó?